edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Fucking ecstatic, dude. I know. I'm super excited because we are also joined this week by Brian from the Killer Point of View podcast. Clap it up. Thank you. Thank you. What's up? How's it going, guys? Good. How super are you? excited to have you on, man. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for letting me come on. <laughs> this should be fun. You know, uh, we were talking about it a little bit before we got on here. You know, we have so much respect for uh, really. I love your podcast in general, but it's also really cool to see how much y'all do for the horror community in general. And that's just not something you see a lot of right now. Like mm-hmm. you see, like you know, obviously we try to, and you see a lot of stuff from a paranormal state of mind, notably who does a lot of you know trying to bolster the community and i really want to say that i think we all can appreciate what you do for everybody so thank you so much for you and ashley and joe and jamie newly jamie to me because like i said i'm still i'm still catching up on some of the episodes of jamie now (laughs) yeah we uh we put in a lot of work So y'all are full on cast right now. <laughs> that's that's just on the podcast. There's people behind it also. So Hell yeah. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, I hope we get to that point at some point. Yeah. Yeah. The day that John doesn't have to edit an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your pick this week as our guest was Planet Terror. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about why that was your pick this week. So I haven't seen this movie in over a decade. And um, when we were, you know, we were trying to figure out what movie to do, whatever, I was just looking through a few lists. And I don't know, that stuck out to me for some reason. Um, I remember liking it when I first watched it. And um, yeah, I just went with that one. And uh, it's kind of a coincidence because I, uh, listening to your guys' uh, Scream episode on uh, Patreon, and uh, uh, somebody mentioned Planet Terror, too, so I thought that was funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was me, because yeah. you haven't seen it. That's right. <laughs> that may have been why I completely tuned that out, because I was like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you, you were talking about uh, Rose McGowan and, and stuff like that, so... But yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> he, he was talking about when you, when you opened the door... And the pokies are just right there. Yeah. And they did the exact <laughs> same thing <laughs> in Planet I know those. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into our, our itinerary, Brian, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, your podcast you come from, and kind of how you fit into the horror realm. Um, so my podcast is the Killer Point of View podcast. I have uh, <laughs> it's a lot of people on there now. Um but um, it started with me and my uh, wife, and um, we, we do horror movies and true crimes, um, like Thursdays, because Ashley is really into the true crime. It's not really my cup of tea, <laughs> but um, there's a lot of like horror movies and true crimes that are kind of go hand in hand. So um, it's a good fit, kind of a, a yin and a yang, like <laughs> me and her, actually. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I just I, I love horror movies um, growing up kind of all i watched for the most part um and and i love supporting everybody in the horror community uh, i think that uh, uh a rising tide raises all ships so I, I feel like um a lot of people need to do more of that so that's basically me 100 <laughs> percent. i think that sums it up pretty well 
Uh, so we'll learn a little bit more about Brian throughout this episode. We're also going to learn more about him in our Patreon exclusive episode for anybody who is interested in that. Again, it's $3 a month. It's less than a gallon of gas. So it's definitely worth checking out because our $3 tier gives you so much, including all of our exclusive access. Um, Brian, as a patron, do you think it's worth it? Yes. Uh, I think having uh, extra content is always uh, a great thing. So, um, yes, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> well, you heard it from Brian himself. So ju- jumping into our normal uh, itinerary, yeah. what does gonna, that look like for this movie? I'm just going to go ahead and Venmo Brian that 50 bucks for being on here and plugging our Patreon. You <laughs> <laughs> can cut that part out. Uh, (laughs) yeah so this one came out in 2007 this was part of a double feature alongside quentin tarantino's death proofed entitled oh fuck what was it called grindhouse was it just called grindhouse yeah Yeah. and so the idea was to pay homage to the 70s and 80s classic grindhouse movies or whatever you know and Mm -hmm. i I feel like we're kind of capturing that here um Written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, clocking in at an hour and 45 minutes. We go ahead and hit the cast list here. We got Rose McGowan. What, what? Playing mm. Sherry. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that yeah, at all? No, I'll expand later. Okay, but sick. <laughs> I, this is as loud as I can talk. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I literally that. just listened to you scream the other day. Freddie Rodriguez is Ray. <laughs> Josh Brolin is Dr. Block. Marley Shelton as Dr. Dakota Block. Jeff Hay as JT. Michael Bean as Sheriff Haig. Rebel Rodriguez, son of Robert Rodriguez, as Tony. Bruce Willis making a fucking appearance in this one as Lieutenant <laughs> Muldoon. This cast list goes crazy. Um, Naveen Andrews as Abby. Uh, Fergie as Tammy. Um, I feel like I would be remiss without mentioning Tom Savini in here as Deputy Tello. 100%. Um, Electra and Elise uh, Avellan as the twins. Is there anybody that I'm leaving out that's worth, you know, anybody want to give an extra shout out anywhere else? Because like I said, the list is crazy. I don't think there's anything crazy of note at that point, honestly. Um, but Eric, I'm actually going to start with you for this because this is your first time watching mm-hmm. it. What? What was your first impression of this movie? Yeah, this is that mid-2000s I don't give a fuck shit that I really love. Um, this is like that This is like that crank high-voltage shit. You know I mean? It's like yes. dead, right? That like it relentless pace and energy. Um, I'm notorious for having a hard time keeping up with character names and shit like that. So the, the fact that I had to like, at any given point care about four different stories and like 18 characters and how they're all coalescing together as the plot moves forward. It was really, really cool. Um, I got some Mad Max vibes from this. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, the, the comment that I made while we were watching, I was like, dude, I really feel like Borderlands, the video game, got 100% of its inspiration <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> the blood explosions and the bombs going off and shit. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It's, it was just. It felt like they spent like $70,000 on misters. Yeah. <laughs> just too much fun. Too much fun. Brian, what about yourself? What do you think about like the first time that you sat down and you watched this movie? What was your first impression of this? Um, basically, I said, what the fuck did I just watch? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have uh, Rose McGowan with a, a gun on her leg, a gun for a leg. Mm-hmm. You have uh, um, just the whole, like, the infected, you know, um, Josh Brolin getting all that slime shit on his face. I, I, I don't know. It was, it was just... Um, it was just a really weird movie, but I like how it was filmed also. Like, it looked like an 80s 
uh, mm-hmm. horror film. So, and I really like 80 horror films. So it, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely oh, yeah. covered in cigarette burns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I actually I watched this movie about two or three years after I went to theaters because uh, I remember going through the theaters and seeing the double feature posters that they used to have up where it was like Death Proof and Planet Terror. And it's like, of course, they had Planet Terror up top because it's Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. And then they have the car underneath for Death Proof. And I was like, Mom, I really want to go see that. She's like, <laughs> there's no way that I'm taking we have, you to see that. <laughs> we have Planet Terror at home, John. <laughs> Um, so when i finally got to watch it for the first time it was so actually when i watched this it was uh some of our listeners have heard before that one of my first concerts was i went to uh it was rob zombie opening up for uh ozzy osbourne and during rob zombie's set he had three trailers that went off uh one of which was Werewolf Women of the SS with Nicolas Cage, which I still wish they had fucking made because it was incredible. Like, the trailer was incredible. Right. But one of them was Machete, which the trailer was actually directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez. And uh, I think this was – they made the trailer for this after that had come out, but I had seen this first. And then I watched Planet Terror for the first time, and I was like, I can't wait for Machete to be real. (laughs) (laughs) Just the blood, the explosions, the fucking Alexa Vega. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. She grew up from Spy Kids, for sure. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Do you know the, the... Younger brother from Spy Kids is actually married to Megan Trainer now. Oh my God, Junie! Really? Yeah, Junie yeah. is married to Megan Trainer. It's <laughs> oh, fucking shit. crazy. Wow. Yeah, he's re- in uh, he's in Halloween. I just remembered that. Yeah, because he got his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The last thing I remember seeing him, and he was a judge on Lord of the Dance, which was like the fuck is that? So Lord of the Dance was one of those like like spinoff things that was profiting off of the American Idol hype in the early two thousands, but it was nothing but dance competitions that were happening, most of which were Irish river dancing, and he was a judge on that or something like that. I don't know. I may be wrong. Is that like a sequel to Lord of the Flies? Or, or <laughs> <laughs> I had meningitis when I was in fifth grade. I may be making all of that up. I don't know. Like Lord of the Flies featuring Michael Fladley. <laughs> <laughs> I get to Hell see yeah. his hands out now. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking right uh but anyways getting into our actual movie yeah let's know, jump right in shall uh, we? we have like one of the most like grindhouse 80s scenes ever where we start off in the strip club oh, with yeah. rose mcgowan and it's like the entire and i mean the entire mm-hmm. opening sequence of like showing the opening credits is just me trying to hide a boner in public <laughs> Me trying to hide the owner next to John. It was like she's crying. I'm like, I don't care. It's go go, not cry cry. (laughs) Right, right. Yes. You know, uh, I'd like to get your opinion on this, Brian. Like, the beginning actually felt a lot like X. 
like kind of the way that they were portraying a lot of the characters in the club at the time was I saw a lot of parallels between uh, the producer, uh, producer, if you call him that in X, um, and like <laughs> the way he was interacting with a lot of the girls. Mm. I've never seen X or I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> the vibe I got, and maybe it's just me, I don't know, but I felt like I was watching like a, a horror version of like a James Bond opening scene. Because you know yeah. they they always have like the dancing girls and stuff in there. That's what I got. I don't I know. See I can see it. Yeah. Maybe a little Dallas Buyers Club. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jared Leto's in the background. <laughs> I didn't pull regalia. <laughs> uh, but we meet our first character, which is Cherry. Cherry. Well. She, she's got like eight names in this fucking movie. My notes say presumable <laughs> final girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was like when we watched House of Fears and like we watched the trailer for it. Now we no, literally you didn't even watch the trailer for it. The thumbnail that came up when we clicked on it, you were like, "That's the final girl." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we meet our first star or starlet, mm-hmm. I guess Cherry. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, she's a little bit of a Benny badass. She's like, she's like, she almost feels like the same kind of badass that Avril Lavigne is, where she sings about putting her middle fingers in the air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But where's Hello Kitty? But where's Hello Kitty? um, One of the things that I thought was really funny, IMDb taught me this one in the trivia section. The dude that played the strip club's owner was Robert Rodriguez's um, real estate agent. (laughs) <laughs> and he cast him for this role because he was like, no, that's just the way he is. He'd be perfect for this character. He acts like that in real life. <laughs> that's funny. The more you know. <laughs> My man can sell you women or <laughs> <laughs> What's the over-under on the fact that, like, he probably found the locations for Robert Rodriguez for this movie? Like, minus one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was guaranteed. <laughs> um, but this movie jumps around a lot because we almost immediately go to like the military base, which mm-hmm. is literally just on the sign as military <laughs> base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That like I, this is where we get a feel for the budget. I think the budget was these, great. These movies. They spent, know, they spent these like moments. seventy thousand dollars on blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not signs though. And fake testicles. Because <laughs> we meet. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> so, are so you funny. a Lost fan by chance? Um, I've seen a little bit of it, but not the entire thing. Because, like, all I saw Same. was like Saeed show up, and he's just like, "I've literally." <laughs> Eric goes, "I watched two episodes of Lost, and they were not in order." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why is there a polar bear?" <laughs> <laughs> because it's an island. For polar bears. (laughs) (laughs) Is that seriously the whole story? That's like (laughs) that's like all the explanation. No, they they make it like the the you know how people compare um what is it the Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe to the Bible a lot. Mm -hmm. They kind of did the same thing with Lost. (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding. Jacob's like the second coming of Christ. Word. (laughs) Yeah, it's. It's a whole thing. Uh, I recommend the entire series until the last episode. Heard on that. <laughs> they Game of Thrones did. But anyways, we get to the military base, and we kind of get, like, this 
idea, right, of kind of what's going on, because we meet Abby, who is this, like, genetic scientist that we find out later is from... It felt kind of racist, I'm not going to lie, because they were just like, oh, my God, you took down Bin Laden? Are you a Bin Laden scientist? And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Post 9-11 America was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, because this was 2007. We had six years post 9-11. It never never got better. (laughs) That's why people tell me all the time, like, you know, you see the memes about, like, why are millennials so upset? I'm like, because we watched 11,000 people die on television and it never got better. So. Yep. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bruce Willis's character is, like, um, I forget how the, the like, sequence, because, again, I'm fucking trying so hard to pay attention to what's going on and, like, follow what's happening. There, There's, like, a jar of testicles. Um yeah. The, yeah. The first time I didn't realize they were balls. Yeah. I definitely thought that they were like this mutant thing. Because right. first of all, every one of those testicles in there, mm. and maybe like it's just me, but those sure. were fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> they felt like they had fucking horse testicles right. in this fucking canister. <laughs> right. It's like it's like Romy gets um fucking neutered right there and then shot immediately after i guess we'll go ahead and call kill number one kill number fucking one (laughs) romey like and here's my thing is like it set a precedent to like neuter a dude and (laughs) And then then (laughs) (laughs) one of those movies (laughs) (laughs) and then bruce willis just shows up and he's like you got the stuff or what's he say? You got my shit. He's like, yeah, all of your shit's over there. <laughs> and there's just gas tanks. <laughs> and then we get into this shootout, and right. we just watch Abby kind of be a gangster for a minute. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking pops like three rounds into like the canister, which I guess just has the gas because like they don't explain. Here's my thing: yeah. is like I get I get towards the end of the movie why everybody has the apparatus and why they have like all of this shit connected to them. But what I don't understand is if Abby didn't want a global catastrophe, why he would have done that. I am become (laughs) death. (laughs) He was about to get his balls chopped off. He wasn't thinking. He's got nothing left to lose. Dude, at that point, just kill me. That's what I'm saying. I, I, t- I told Laura, I was like, if I need Viagra, dude, just fucking put me down. Like, <laughs> at that point, I'm not trying to have a kickstand for four hours just so I can, like, get off for right. one. <laughs> kickstand, you say. Like, shh, at that point, yes. <laughs> it's a low-bearing kickstand, but... <laughs> <laughs> it really just looks like I'm doing a girl push-up. <laughs> <laughs> Because now I'm just thinking about Jack Black and Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> With his cock push-ups and the power slide. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Start the gates! Uh, and then we get to, like, the, the fucking uh, military. Or I don't know that this is the real military. It feels like Blackwater <laughs> to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like it's a fucking subsect of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And they roll off in their like convoys or whatever 
And then we cut off to uh, Rose McGowan's character, Cherry, who had just left, and she wound up at uh, the Bone Shack. The Bone Shack. (laughs) This shit had the hottest neon sign I had ever seen because it was the pig, and then its ribs ribs. would just light up. One thing I'll say too, like I'm just backtracking on the notes. The 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 uh, trigger point of the plot moving forward here is that something has escaped this cage, right? Right. And this is like this unknown entity, right? But it seems like it's just all of them, because I don't feel like. Do they actually ever cover that? Well, and that's what I'm saying. They all kind of like move into the gas anyway, so yeah. it's like <laughs> something's in the gas. Um, but yeah. Um, Fuck, where am I? Dude, the notes are so crazy because this movie goes all over the place. For but the no, first we, we, we get minutes. to the bone shack. We meet Fergie. <laughs> Fergie shows up. Yep, I'm here. I found it. Her car's overheating. These um, ribs are Fergalicious. It, <laughs> count it. Count it. That's funny. <laughs> it's a great name for a restaurant. <laughs> Dude, I needed a bone shack. Are you kidding me? That sounds like one of those shitty, like you go to the beach kind of restaurants you know what i mean where they like write bad words and like mean things about you make you wear a hat that says all of them you know (laughs) find us at mile post 19 (laughs) right next to military base military base (laughs) in military base north carolina right uh her car is overheating and she does this thing that you're not supposed to do when your radiator's fucking st- like going out is like you immediately grab the radiator cap and open it because that's how you get fucking burned oh 100 <laughs> she even like touches it later and yeah. i'm just like are you just like testing that it's hot because it's hot because your car was on right <laughs> and then we get the cut to like another set of people right we it immediately goes to it's another couple i mean josh brolin's character um block is that right is yes. it william block so, so it would be bill yes. block so there's two blocks mm-hmm. there's uh well actually there's three blocks because yeah. there's tony block two and which and a half is blocks. the sun. <laughs> block 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so we, do, we we meet uh, Josh Brolin as Dr. Block, and we meet Dr. Dakota Block as well, which is played by also Marley Shelton. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be so confusing at right. the hospital when they're, like, paging Dr. Block. Mm-hmm. They both oh, show right. up. They're like, this is awkward. Their son's got a PhD, too, and he's just hanging out with surgery. <laughs> what is their son, Dookie Hauser? Yeah. <laughs> or I guess it's the good doctor now for right. you fucking gen z people mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to take the same concept as dookie hauser would give him autism Every, which spencer madison pointed out to us that like that is just not how autism right works. yeah <laughs> it was a good call yeah, i was like i definitely trust your opinion on it <laughs> um and dr block william block sorry no. <laughs> sort of fucking guy uh he makes the comment, he asked for his son to pray that there will be no dead bodies tonight. And we will go ahead and mark that one, right? Yeah. Um, and as this is happening, we see Dakota Block is texting somebody, and it amounts to something of the effect of, like, hurry up, I think he's catching on, right? And so, uh-oh. It's like, you know, caught me on the counter, wasn't me kind of thing, <laughs> 
Because she even, like, changes up the way that she's talking to what we will later find to be Fergie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plot. <laughs> Dude, I would cheat on my husband with Fergie. Yeah. I think there's... Fergalicious. Yeah. What was that? I said Fergalicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think she actually has a line in that song, too, where she's like, it's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, well, because I think the song is just predicated by the fact that things rhyme with issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we meet her and uh, what is the brother's name? Uh, oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. The brother. You mean her uh, son? The, the one, no, the one who owns the, the bone shack. JT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. JT. Yep. Yeah, JT was like, <laughs> just kind of walks out. He's like, do you want some best barbecue in Texas? <laughs> She's like, no, I'll take some water for my radiator. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he should have had his own, like, a deeper side story for this movie. Oh, like, man, the, I know. The story of JT where, like, he, like, sends in his recipe for like his award-winning right. barbecue, because he's like, holding the barbecue sauce while he's like <laughs> conversing with Fergie in this moment, right? And he's got a big like spoon that he's like sipping off of and shit. I just feel like he should have sent it off to whatever conglomerate or board of trustees in Texas that reviews barbecue sauce. <laughs> and then Chamber of Commerce. The very end of the movie, instead of being with Rose McGowan, is actually just a letter from that commerce, or it just says you've won. <laughs> Signed he's dead, back. but he's one. Hey. <laughs> Just this best barbecue in Texas. It's like a shitty like kid pick certificate that you would print <laughs> off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he signed it in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of have as Fergie's kind of coming out. We meet, we see Cherry coming in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she's got some injuries, right? Did, did I miss something here? This is where my notes go to immediately is that uh, she so, is. So she got, she didn't get hit by the truck, but she right. like jumped out into this pile of trash, which I guess the trash was just full of serrated metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> er, Texas. That's real shit. <laughs> That's real shit. Dude, we used to steal metal all the time growing up. Selling some copper. Well, yeah, but yeah. like you have to go into people's homes for copper. Oh, okay. we, we weren't doing that kind of Hell shit. Hell yeah. It was just metal. We, we, I mean, we would steal like railroad tracks and shit like that. <laughs> or not the tracks, but like the brackets. I was say, what a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> it's like a fucking 15 train pile up because some asshole stole a track. You got a kill count, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, how, that's how Final Destination happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was him. <laughs> He's the problem. Hi. I, I was really just one piece of death's construction where I'm just stealing. <laughs> bracket. By the way, for any uh, law officers listening right now, I never did that. Yeah. I'm just trying to sound cool <laughs> on my podcast. So. <laughs> in in the middle of this interaction, my favorite character in the whole movie. Makes his appearance, Ray. Waray. Waray. El Waray. We were reading the side of the fucking tow truck, and it's like, Waray's Warrecker. 
<laughs> and I'm thinking he's playing off the fact that he's in wreckage. He's in like right. sewing, you know what I mean? Like he legally changed the spelling of his name. But the subtitles told a different story. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Cherry would refer to him as L Ray, which I'm pretty sure just translates to the, the Ray. Ray. <laughs> yeah. It does. Not Ray, I'm the Ray. <laughs> Maybe he's the only one. Could be. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Ray Lewis was in his prime in 2007. Dude, I worked with <laughs> What was his uh, his nickname for uh, Cherry? Do you remember? Does anybody remember Brian, maybe? Polamita. Okay. Yeah, it was something I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. The only reason I could remember Palomita is it sounds like Paloma, and that's my mm. favorite tequila drink. Hell yeah. As it, a as, tequila. <laughs> as is Rose McGowan. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> dude, Froze, Rose McGowan That's all day, it. dude. Uh-huh. Fucking hell. <laughs> We're coming up on summer. I'm going to buy a fucking icy machine. It's her and Daiquiri Montgomery. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> hell yeah. So... <laughs> So Brian, we're, we're fucking idiots, man. I apologize. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's great. So, so we're actually in the diner. Fergie's like driven off into the moonlight. Mm-hmm. And we get the scene where JT shows up, like you said. He has entered the diner. And they're, it's really awkward because like they have this little conversation between uh, he and JT. And he's like, it's a special day. It's the 25th anniversary of the restaurant. And she's here. And he like turns around. I'm like, you didn't notice the only other person in this <laughs> fucking diner that's like probably a 12 by 12 if we're being real. And based on <laughs> everything I know about JT, he would have already offered her barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for him to be surprised. <laughs> um, and this is this is kind of one of my favorite exchanges too in the movie because this is where I see uh, I, I neglected to mention that Quentin Tarantino co-produced this movie this is one of those Tarantino kind of style exchanges where everything that's being said is completely intentional but it all sounds like filler at first glance yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. where her and Ray are, or Cherry and Ray are catching up with one another mm-hmm and as it turns out, they've been inside one another. Yes. <laughs> well, something like that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What's yeah. the? What's the? <laughs> uh, I don't know how she was inside of him. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> L. Ray went to war, man. <laughs> That's how he got the name L. Ray. That dude borderline needs his nuts cut off to get off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems for this put him in a sock and beat it against the wall. <laughs> but yeah, we meet. Um, we ha- like we have this really weird exchange between them, and it. It's funny the way they wrote the dialogue because it felt very like you almost felt everyone just like sharply turning their head uh-huh. every time they would say something Big to like zooms. talk back yeah, to yeah, somebody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, deadpan eye contact and shit of that nature and everything. Uh, like I said, it reminded me of Tarantino style. I don't know if Robert R- Rodriguez was like deliberately nodding to Tarantino or if Tarantino was like assistant because I know Robert wrote it. Right. So, so it's I'm curious. Anyway. So I think this is probably the best time to bring this up is like the amount that 
that Rodriguez and Tarantino have worked together mm-hmm. is borderline insurmountable because not only did they do Dust Till Dawn okay. together, uh, their first movie together, I I believe the timeline checks out, is when they did Four Rooms, uh, which is a really cool movie if you guys haven't seen it yet. Uh, conceptually, it's there are four rooms that exist in a hotel. Uh, each room is directed by a different director and written by a different uh, director uh, with different actors. And the only thing that connects every room is Tim Roth, who plays the bellhop, mm-hmm. uh, which is Mr. Orange, for those of you who don't know from Reservoir Dogs. And that was like, even in that vein for Robert Rodriguez, like his room was horror compared to everyone else's, right? Whereas uh, Tarantino's was very fucking Tarantino. <laughs> this stack of money is what is already yours. This stack of money is what could be yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the point being, like, there's no way that Robert Rodriguez does a movie that Quentin Tarantino co-produces that he doesn't nod towards Tarantino. Yes. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent agree. We we did realize that in this movie though that like Tarantino does not take. Uh, directorial notes as an actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe ever. He oh. just directs himself. <laughs> right. I can see that. A hundred percent. We get it. We get it. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I, I definitely can see uh, Tarantino doing that. Hell yeah. <laughs> we get another big cut. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. <laughs> seeing girls with 10, 12 toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a best case scenario. <laughs> Um, another big hard cut to the hospital where Dr. Block and Dr. Block are going into <laughs> Block Bros. Right, yeah. Um, but he's patching a guy up. This dude's been bitten by something, and they're like, it's a hole in his arm, right? Yeah. And he's like unfazed by that. It's like, fucking necrotic. I, I got bit. You know what I mean? And they take him in to like examine. Turns out he's got fucking abscesses on his tongue. Um, they they decide that they need to sever the arm. I'm just moving this through this scene so trying to like gross. pick it up a little it was bit. Yeah, so fucking gross. Because like it was Greg Nicotero uh, from The Walking Dead who did, and obviously a lot of other stuff. Like he grew up working with Tom Savini and like coming on set when he was doing you know shit like for Romero or Friday the Thirteenth or whatever. So this dude was just like. We're going to make this as disgusting as possible, sure. especially with Tom Savini on set. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like all eyes on me kind of shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they make the executive decision to sever the arm, right? And my boy goes, well, don't I get a second opinion? Cue the other Dr. Block comes in. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm going to need to inject you with my friends real quick. <laughs> And it's like the yellow one is just to take the sting away. The blue one is to like continue to like whatever. And make the, sure the stings or the stings gone. Yeah. And the red hair, uh, he, she says like the redhead here is going to make sure that you never see me again. <laughs> so the red one was heroin. Right. <laughs> and he's out like a light. The like a light. Fucking out. <laughs> Another big cut here. Fergie's car breaks down again. <laughs> Um, and she gets got right because because the creatures of the night are uh, out and about. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, like I, I was driving the other day and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. It wasn't anything crazy. And I got flagged down by this dude. And he was just like, I pulled, you know, I pulled off and I was like, hey, so 
what's up? I figured he wanted like a dollar or something, and I don't mind doing something like that. Yeah. But he was like, hey, man, can I get a ride to Miller Park? And I was like, dude, I don't give rides to strangers. He mm-hmm. was like, man, fuck you, and this, that, and the other. I was Jesus. like, all right, dude, I'd have given you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you're like waving out the windows. You're like peeling out. <laughs> peeling out the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Mark that. <laughs> yeah, f- fucking mark that. Uh, so I get that, like, all these people are just blowing past Fergie. Clearly yeah. none of them were Tarantino, because if it was sure. Tarantino in the car, he'd have been like, take your shoes off. Yeah, but there's <laughs> a lot of, like, animosity here, and I don't know if this is just, like, your typical backwoods, like, you know, part of the American South, Midwest kind oh, of Texas area. You know what I mean? Like that. So, but... To me, my first impression is that the citizens of this area are very much aware that something is in the air tonight, right? <laughs> like, do, 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 right, do. exactly. <laughs> Maybe they've witnessed some crazy abscesses on tongues and arms that need severing, too. Maybe, you know, who knows where this gas is reached at this point, right? <laughs> um, but the creatures themselves actually jump on Fergie. And she gets ripped apart very, very rapidly for kill number two. Kill number fucking two, Fergalicious. Fergalicious. <laughs> it's fucking, like, all I can think about, actually, is the um, scene later when we see the giant cavern in the back of her head where the brain was. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Brian made this really awesome video that I think it got taken down, right? The getting some head video that you had put up. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> yes. It did. <laughs> do you do you want to talk about that video? Break that one down for me because I haven't seen that video. I'm curious. So, um, the the song I used it was a uh, getting some head, and it was just uh like a collage of um people in horror movies getting decapitated, and it, it's just it was just funny, silly shit, and yeah, it got taken down because Instagram sucks. Yeah, I was gonna I was sitting here in fucking tears looking at my phone, and I was like, I can't believe they cut this shit off the internet. Mark Zuckerberg would have laughed. <laughs> he, he just sent it to the U- to the spaceship, yeah, to the dude. mothership. <laughs> That's going in one of those time capsule boxes we're going to leave on the moon. for. <laughs> <laughs> People in like 300 years are going to be like, oh, Earth was shit. weird. <laughs> The song is fire. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we get um, the next thing that my notes say are Cherry and Ray are upside down now. So, (laughs) yeah, because they have like that conversation in the car is like, hey, so if you ever see a deer, don't swerve. (laughs) And And immediately did that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Beretta did that shit. Uh It's just fucking like swerve, flip the truck. She's like, Jerry, are you okay? She looks at me and goes, you said don't fucking swerve. (laughs) And they're like hilariously upside down too. It's like a vertical 180 degree (laughs) perpendicular to the direction that the earth is moving. You know what I mean? It's not a ditch at an angle. It was so, her hair is hanging down. It was so fucking funny. This was the movie. And this is, this is who I am as a human being. It took me this long to realize that this was a comedy. (laughs) Cause I was like, that's that slapstick shit, you know? It's a yeah. grindhouse, though. You get everything. In. Hey, and it's, that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's 
entertainment in its purest form. This was the move, the moment that I audibly said, this movie is so fucking good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny to me. Anyway. Well, because I just feel like when I know growing up, what I was taught was if there's a deer in the middle of the road, you speed up mm-hmm. like right before you hit it. That way, the front end of your whatever sure. will go up and you have less likely because like what kills people apparently is like the deer going Coming through, through the yeah. window and kicking you to death. Mm-hmm. And that sounds pretty fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to get raffle stomped by a fucking deer. <laughs> I haven't heard <laughs> raffle stomped in a long time. Oh, I do, baby. Holy shit. That one goes out to all the kids playing Dark Souls 2 right now. They got fucking rocked while I was invading. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even good. That was the thing. That's fine. They need to get good. (laughs) They need to get par. You're going to be preyed upon by the most mediocre Dark Souls 2 invader in history. That's fine. I already got the achievement I needed. (laughs) Big congrats on that. That's a grind. Anyway. Yeah. Working on it. I digress. Yep. Um, Cherry gets got because they yeah. end up getting out of the vehicle and Ray decides to open fire. Turns out zombies are impervious to bullets to the shoulders. Right. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you said, my favorite line from El Ray was that, or El Warre. <laughs> Warre. <laughs> he goes, I never miss. And I'm like, then why didn't you shoot him in the head? Yeah. Like, I always refer back to Scary Movie 3 with, without their heads, they're powerless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also a weird flex to, like hang that over somebody like i never miss i'm also aiming at the biggest part of the body right you know what i mean <laughs> from three feet away it's like i always hit home runs when i've got my mark mcguire power bat and somebody's throwing a tennis ball at it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> easy moment boy um so cherry's missing a leg uh we're back at the hospital um and the sheriff uh, decides to arrest Ray for suspicion, knows a little bit about his history. This girl comes in missing a leg. They have a history together and everything. Mm-hmm. So he puts, you know, four five and six together and decides to put in, instead of in handcuffs and shackles, right. which is so funny to me. Um, and then we're back at the barbecue restaurant after all this. If I'm moving too fast and anybody wants to comment on this, just stop, <laughs> stop me. <laughs> I'm in hyperdrive mode. Um, but the, I don't know, because it just says barbecue guy in my notes, and then it just says another body, and then it says back at the station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is where we meet Earl, right? Because Earl is at the station talking to oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Haig, right? Mm-hmm. And he because there's that exchange about, you don't smoke, do you? My wife's like dying from chemo right now because she smoked a pack of cigarettes every day for 40 years and everything. And he immediately... <laughs> yeah, and everything, honestly, is... Really just leading up to one of the best fight scenes in this yes. entire movie. Yeah. Because, uh, like, obviously everybody at the uh, barbecue is fine, but mm-hmm. the station is being under fucking attack Bugs in the software flash the message. Something's out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, the first guy comes up uh, to Tom Savini's character and he's going to, like, hand him the ring because, like, Tom Savini had come in early. He's like, my fucking finger is missing. Mm-hmm. And it had my wedding ring on it. And, he, like, they're outside. And he goes to hand it to him. And this is, like, one of the slowest burn shots in the entire right. movie is it feels like it takes, like, 30 minutes for him to hand him this ring uh-huh. for a ghoulie to come out of the side and just be like, ah, I got your arm, bitch. Right. And he tore the motherfucker clean mm-hmm. off. So... 
what I want to ask everybody is in this scene, Brian, we'll start with you. Do you have a favorite kill? <clears throat> so this is the scene where they are at the police station, right? Yep. Um, I don't I'm, know. It's, 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 it's so many. There's a you lot come back of the guy in this. <laughs> <laughs> come, back, come back to me. <laughs> I'm going to go next. And I'm gonna. I feel like we have the same one. Probably. And it's it's the pistol punch, uppercut, <laughs> barrel fire thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You feeling yeah. that one too? That street fighter yeah. combo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom Savini just boom, boom, boom. Because <laughs> like the first time you watch it, you don't even really catch the fact right. that he's punching him with the. They yeah. wa- Robert Rodriguez, I realized by the end of this movie, fucking loves revolvers. Because mm-hmm. there was a revolver yeah. in almost everyone's fucking in hand. Every in single movie. one of them fired 16 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> they never reloaded. That's Rick Grimes' python. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and I will say, uh, notably, another one that I really liked was just the moment where he was like, all right, when they're about to leave, and he's like, "All right, but we're taking my car," and he turns around, and his fucking car explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I imagine that he's like, "I'll go with you." What, what was that? No, I was saying he he turned around and said, "I'll go with you." Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like since they were on the wrecker, I really wanted it to be like they hooked up the flaming car to the back of the wrecker <laughs> just pulled that like to assert dominance like as a warning because <laughs> <laughs> that's how this movie felt like, right it felt like that kind of silly for shit 100 like percent. i'm gonna back up just a tad because there's one scene that i wanted to remark on it's the sequence where um fergie appears um and she's been scarecrowed which is my version of if i only had a brain um <laughs> but Dakota has a visceral reaction to this and you're thinking in your head, well, she does trauma, so she shouldn't be reacting. I don't know. I've never That's done pretty fucking visceral. I've never done trauma surgery. Turns out she recognizes Fergie because mm-hmm. Fergie is her side piece or potentially her main squeeze. I think she loves her. I do too. And the problem is, is that William Block catches on to this very rapidly, right? And we have that sequence where he like backs her into a room and like, oh yeah, oh, I thought you split up. And she's like, we did. And he's like, oh, no. kind of looks like you didn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the reason I know is because those text messages on your phone are exactly what. <laughs> Once he knocks uh, Doctor Block out, yeah, he takes her knocks her block off. Yeah, no, oh. well, he didn't hit her. No. <laughs> I really no. thought he was going to the first time. I did too. But my favorite part is like, he's like, show me your last three texts. And she's like, no. <laughs> he just goes, okay. Stabby, stabby, stabby. Here's all your friends. Right. They work fast. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, he, t- he takes both of the phones and puts them next to each other. Like he's reading a fucking book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, He's reading call and response from two different people's yep. phones. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> I knew you were cheating on me. And I would have <laughs> gotten away with it, too. <laughs> if it hadn't been for your completely well-founded suspicions of my infidelity. 
<laughs> so she is now limp-wristed at this point, and she, like, makes a point of emphasizing the, you know. Also, I'd like to point out that, like, halfway through this movie, her fucking wrist is not broken anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, there's a point where, like, she's, like, when they're in the final ride, and she's, like, trying to get out of the car, and I watch her take her right hand and grab the side of it, or grab the side of the car and push herself out. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I just can't overlook that one. It's, it's <laughs> not it's not broken unless it needs to be. It was two yeah. in shot. It yeah. was two in shot. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that's happening simultaneously with this at this point is that Cherry has woken up and she is completely aware that she's missing a leg now. <laughs> so we'll make a note of that. Notably, she wanted to be a stand-up comedian. That was the yeah. joke for the rest of this. It was like you can still stand. You can stand on one leg. Mm-hmm. Just give me a leg to stand on, and I'll tell a joke. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a lot more people are filtering into the hospital, um, mm-hmm. we have a sequence where the guy that was doing the amputation on the man from earlier. Um, they pull the curtain back and the man has fully transformed. He's succumbed to this, whatever it is that's made him transform into like zombie mode. Right. DC two is what we will find is what we will find it to be later. And he has killed the surgeon and begun wielding the bone saw. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. The last time I saw one of these was in saw three. Yeah. (laughs) Um, do you want to pick it up from there? I mean, do you want to, since this is... <laughs> oh, I mean, like, it was just one of those things where, like, it's it's such a precise thing because it's just a fucking T yeah. as, like, a as an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and it... <laughs> I always have these moments, and, like, it actually happened in uh, Slumber Party Massacre as well, where the girl was, like, pulling the saw from the basement... Oh, yeah. But it's plugged yeah, yeah. into the oh, wall. Yeah. She yeah. just, like, falls back. It yeah. felt like the same thing with this, like, zomboid thing where it was just, like, he goes to hit it on his glasses. I was like, why don't you just hit his face? Right. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're a monster. You're not. Well, like, Dr. Block, why don't you just move? <laughs> yeah, he's because of the terror. <laughs> But he gets um uh, uh the the thing unplugs and he his glasses have been split. I guess that's why he couldn't see the guy popping his zit. Um, but the zombie yeah. guy pops one yeah. and it lands yeah. fucking on his face and everything. We're like, oh fuck, <laughs> the doctor is going to turn now too, right? I fucking guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, so this is kind of getting into like the big escape scene in general. Mm-hmm. Big uh, ass fight scene. Yeah. So actually, uh, Brian, do you want to talk a little bit about L Ray coming in and just fucking everything up? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he pretty much turned into fucking Jet Li or somebody and just started kicking the shit out of all the, uh, zombies. And, uh, um, he had, he had, uh, what did he have? The butterfly like, knives. Yeah. 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 He had those. And he, um, it was really cool. To see, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he's flipping all over the place and stuff, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool to see. I kicked the shit out of him. 
Andres literally did a fucking backflip off the fucking. That wall. was that was where I lost it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go, Robert Rodriguez. That's how I got the name El Warre. <laughs> Because he goes on a little bit of a kill streak here. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, like the funny part too is like I don't know if th- this virus is like semi regenerate, regenerative. Like if you uh-huh. look at shit like you know Twenty Eight Days Later or Walking Dead or whatever. But these are essentially people that are infected that are in a hospital. You would think this is like D tier you're fighting right now. Right. <laughs> Tom Savini shot a person. Yeah. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Cause later they're like, you're giving El Ray all the guns. Why would I give them to you? <laughs> you keep killing civilians. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Where are we? Uh, Dakota jumps out of a window mm-hmm. and uh, her wrists, her her arms, I guess, are still numb, like elbow yeah. south <laughs> or whatever. Well, he, she got shots in the hand. Yeah. Like when fucking Dr. Block was like stabbing her, shooting her up. It was all right. in her hands for some fucking reason. So she's wearing her high heels while she's in surgery. Um, and she, she decides to slip her hand. It was one of those, um, classic, like push button door Mm -hmm. handles that are so cool. Yeah. You know, um, the big fucking bulletproof metal doors and everything. But anyway, she decides (laughs) to put her whole hand down in that. And then with her high heels, trying to push the button at the same time, the other one breaks and she goes down and the whole wrist snaps. Right. That one fucked me up for a yeah. long time. That one fucked me up for a long time. Like, cause I, I hate, I've only broken one bone, but I just like, and it was my wrist. So. Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> it brought back some memories. <laughs> Very personal. <laughs> Dude. So like not to get off on a tangent, cause I know I've had plenty of that this episode, but there was definitely uh, when I broke my wrist, uh, there was, uh, I'm pretty sure the nurse was stealing my drugs because I woke <laughs> up and I'm still like, you know, I wasn't under twilight, but I'm like waking up from anesthesia Mm -hmm. and I couldn't speak yet. And there's the doctor to my right. My arm is like under the light thing where they can kind of like see like pseudo x-ray kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's like this 300 pound black dude standing over me. That's just all muscle. Mm -hmm. I mean, he looked like (laughs) fucking Debo standing over me and the, and the fucking doctor just goes, all right, set it. And I look over and he sets my fucking wrist and I kicked, uh. <laughs> I kicked the doctor in the jaw so hard. Like I'm having a fucking existential crisis. Holy crap. I talked to my mom like two days later. Cause she was sitting outside of the operating room. She's like, boy, you were screaming like a banshee in there. I was like, I was fucking awake. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes close and blink and open back up, and the same dude is setting the doctor's jaw back. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't recommend it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Is it because you were on half of the painkillers and like anesthesia that you're supposed to be on? Well, is that I was the- like 12, so they didn't put me on painkillers. They just put me under to do it. <laughs> He'll feel it later. 
felt it during. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we got to put him down. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how they do it. Um, so, so, yeah, it was super visceral. So, right? This, right. so I'm, I'm just going to skip just one more scene ahead because this is the part where, like, I'm starting like that timer is going off in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I know the iconic like shot of this movie and what it entails with Cherry and what mm-hmm. is attached to her leg at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling that timer beginning to go off here <laughs> when Ray, for whatever reason, decides to break a table leg and jam it into her like nub, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he's like, we got to go. She's like, he's like, I literally can't walk. Now you can walk. <laughs> Does that mean they do it in table style later? <laughs> I quit. Does, it, does she put her back up and it's called setting the table? <laughs> I, I will spray ginger ale on your laptop. Do they use napkins instead of Stop. fucking Kleenex? Stop. Stop. Pick the scene up. Pick the scene up. Pick it up. I'm so fucking mad. I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. It's not even it funny. Really, like, yes, Bri- it is. like Brian's not even really trying to laugh right now. <laughs> he's, he's, no, it's, it's funny. He's like, God damn it, do this for like an hour. We're halfway through this movie. He's making napkin jokes. <laughs> no, like the the entire scene where she was like stumbling on that leg. I just thought about Captain Hook for some reason. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. What was the uh, the the dude from SpongeBob that had nothing but pegs? You, you know what I'm uh, talking about? I know about. what you're talking yeah, about. I, I don't know what his name I, is. I don't know that he even had a name, but it was kind of... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> talking about Mr. Krabs? <laughs> nah, uh, there was a, it was like one of the pirate characters. I think it was in the episode where like Squidward accidentally... Because he had two eye patches yeah. and all four <laughs> yeah, of those yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, no, totally. Um, just more slapstick bullshit you know yeah. what i mean and it's so good but we're essentially like we're escaping the hospital now um with most of like the essential crew um oh, escape from already <laughs> uh D- dr block is or the female dr block mm-hmm. is going to pick up her daughter from or, or her son sorry uh, she was picking him up from like two of the craziest bitches yeah, I have seen twins. in my entire life. Doing each other's toenails and shit in a Quentin Tarantino co-produced movie. <laughs> While they're touching each other's titties with their feet. Yeah. I was just like, oh, Quentin, no, dude, no. <laughs> yeah. Also, I got to tell you, that kid, so I'll, I'll skip forward to, like, when they actually get out of the house, because, like, really all that happens is they go to escape, the two girls are like, fuck you, you were late, and they take, like, a bat to her fucking windshield and shit. She winds up going to the uh, sheriff's house, which winds up being her father, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, if you see anybody that tries to get in here, you shoot them in the fucking face. He's mm-hmm. like, what about dad? Especially if it's your dad. <laughs> Closes the door, opens the door. One more thing. <laughs> that will blow your face off. <laughs> Takes three steps forward. Bam! And I was like, dude, you gave like an eight-year-old a gun. What did you think was going to happen? Mm. Which I will say, 
this kid like literally shot himself like right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I, <laughs> it was like, it, it was so visceral. And to like her reaction was just like, I can't believe that this happened. I told you not to do that. I was like, oh, cool. Right. My parents told me not to do all, or sorry, my mom told me not to do all kinds of shit. Kids say the darndest things. <laughs> Kids shoot the most darndest shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the, this is this is probably, I guess, because this is what IMDb is telling me as I'm sure. researching this afterwards, right? Um, William Block is behind Dakota Block at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that classic line. This is like the top line, most quotable. I want to eat your brains and gain your knowledge. It was very Aztec, right? Like, I'm going <laughs> to eat your heart and gain your power kind yeah. of shit. This is how bio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, like, we have this scene where we find out that's actually her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just... <laughs> He's like, I told you I don't want to see you anymore. She's got like 13 fucking zombies coming from behind her. She's holding Tony's fucking like blown out head body. <laughs> like, we got to put some pressure to his forehead. He's <laughs> Dude, she carries that bitch like a good guy doll for like half of the rest minutes. of the yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I'm your son till the end. <laughs> So the uh, Avengers, as it were, have kind of assembled at the barbecue restaurant. Um, well, J- she's still holding the body. Right. <laughs> JT is showing off his motorcycle, um, and Ray and Cherry have made their way to the waterbed slash VIP room. Yeah. Right. Or what? Return of the Max starts yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the jacket again. This is a recurring thing. I looked for it for two weeks. I know you've said that a hundred times. Did you find what was in the pocket? Fuck no. Check the pocket. Check the other pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and there's an engagement ring. Oh my god! And it was <laughs> like it looked like a fucking heart. It was a heart shaped box. It looks like it had been through Nom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it went through fucking Iran and Iraq and uh, every, Afghanistan yeah. and everything else in the fucking Middle East. Uh-huh. Um, but it was like, I made this comment to Eric where I was like, I kind of hate that like for a Grindhouse film that they're just like making love. Like yeah. this is supposed to be like a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they take it on the nose. You know, I mean, it's very like, we're going to we're going to do this hot and heavy sequence. And there's like kind of that may have been a nipple and not really. We're covering up again and that kind of thing. There's too much of what I call salamandering. Yeah. Where they just kind of like fucking. Like rub up against each other in <laughs> slow motion. Like it looks like a salamander on a fucking rock as opposed to like two people going at it. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I'm here to savage, not to salamander. That's it. <laughs> but then there was that moment that, like I said, that like on the nose moment of like the celluloid deteriorates in flames because that scene was so hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you made this comment because like the title screen comes up. Sorry about the inconvenience. I'm doing it in Tarantino voice. Um, but 
That's better than trying to hear you do it in a Robert Rodriguez voice. That's, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it cuts, and you made this comment. You're like, I love the way that they did this. And, Brian, maybe you can talk a little bit about this, too. But what happens is suddenly everybody is together, as if to cut out unnecessary, like, time spent mm-hmm. getting everybody here. <laughs> it was just like, now we're here. <laughs> Which was so funny. Yeah, that, yeah so after that so-called lovemaking scene it, it cuts to the barbecue place being on fire um people are shot and it's just like what the hell did i just miss <laughs> did right. the movie skip ahead or like what happened yeah um i definitely felt like i missed something in that two seconds they skipped ahead but um to go back a little bit before when they got to the the barbecue place um jt was laying on the ground pretending to be dead mm. and um, you know, he, he wakes up and um, he almost shoot his brother, but uh, El Ray grabbed like the, the sausage off of him and took a bite of it. And I was like, that's not sanitary at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. Cause that's that, a good sausage, JT. <laughs> right, best in Texas. And he like turns to his, bar- his brother. He's like, he says, I finally perfected the fucking barbecue sauce. That's because you've got blood in it. He's like, oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of me and yeah. everything. Mm. <laughs> we were having this conversation too about how like the dirtier the restaurant is, like like the shittier it looks, the better the food is. Yeah, and eighty five does not deter me from eating somewhere. Tell me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I grew up in Detroit, and like if there's a restaurant that got like yellow tape and shit around it, they got some good ass food. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bullet in this hamburger and it's the best one you'll ever <laughs> <laughs> so anyways yes the Avengers have assembled we're about to start laying suppressing fire for because mm-hmm. the dude who like owns the strip club is a bitch and he was just like oh I'm not going out to get the killdozer and Rose McGowan's like I got your back I'll do it. He's like, you have one leg. And she's like, I know. <laughs> I was there. It's go-go, not cry-cry, right? <laughs> right, right. And then we had, uh, you know, fucking El Warre being like, oh, well, I never miss. And what I loved was they very clearly, so they shot the gas tanks twice, and it was the same shot both times it was the same people <laughs> getting set on fire <laughs> Robert was like it's fine it's fine just rerun it <laughs> it's like you're playing like fucking overwatch or something and you have like two ultimates that you can use but only one enemy and you're like i guess we might as well <laughs> just, just burn them both <laughs> uh someone shot the sheriff yeah. deputy's fine <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, I got that. I got that. Thanks, I got that. <laughs> now My we, notes get so vague at this point. Well, I'm no. Like, so we get across the bridge. Yeah. And there's that weird. And like, I loved watching everybody like vehicle up for this because they like open the trunk to something. And I guess it was Tony blocks like the sons. They open up like the trunk to one of them. It was, she was like, she's like, how fast does that go? She was, 50 and under like 60 seconds or whatever and it's just a fucking crotch rocket yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right off is the funniest fucking thing i think i've seen in the movie in the last four or five years 
<laughs> he holds that wheelie. I feel like I would eat shit oh, yeah. doing that. <laughs> I would eat shit doing something. There's a part of me that believes Tarantino was the stunt man for that. Fuck no, he wasn't. <laughs> In my head canon, that was that, Tarantino. That man would have gotten splattered. <laughs> It's a bike. It's a fucking bike. <laughs> it's a mini bike. <laughs> it's not a Range Rover. It's not a fucking Range Rover. <laughs> Robert, come 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 talk some sense into these motherfuckers. <laughs> the pocket rocket, as you put it, right? The definitely the pocket rocket. Oh, and Rusty dies. I had that as a kill. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dog jumps out of the car and gets killed by the <laughs> she's like, God! <laughs> for, I guess before I stopped counting kills at this point, man. I'll well, be it's, real a, it's about to just turn into a massacre, yeah. Because this is the bridge, right? We yeah, we get to the bridge. bridge yeah. We run into the Blackwater Spec Op, fucking whatever you want to call it, faction of the government. Because mm-hmm. um, they're like, I don't think we're out of ammo. I don't know that we can get through like an entire horde that's choked us out on a bridge Mm -hmm. and then from the back was just fucking lay fire Mm -hmm. and just fucking leveled the entire plane which was funny because you could see them behind the horde at all times too yeah their light was (laughs) on it's like they were waiting for them to show up so they could intimidate them (laughs) with all the bullets they have get on your knees spread your cheeks and lift your sack (laughs) And Muldoon, Lieutenant Muldoon or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is there. Um, there's a bit of an exchange between him and Ray because, like, Muldoon knows he knows. Muldoon knows he knows. Kind of. You it, know what it, I mean? It felt like that scene in Itmon when he, like, defends everybody that was in the uh, cotton factory from the Japanese government. Mm-hmm. And then he gets taken outside and they just crack him in the back of, a head, mm-hmm. of the head with a fucking rifle. Right. <laughs> And he wakes up and he's in quarantine with literally everybody that we just saw, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. Including JT and uh, JT's brother, who is and J- go ahead, I'm sorry. And and Abby. And Abby. Abby is in here now too. Abby was not dead the entire time, right. even though he got plowed by that truck. At the he might. He <laughs> might not have testicles. Right. But we don't know that mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you know it's the basic like let me out go fuck yourself like <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but abby begins explaining that this whole thing is called what was the chemical itself he calls it project terror yes right yeah, yeah, but yeah. like the chemical had like a whatever made up chemical name it's pretty much fear toxin that turns you into fucking dead hell yeah <laughs> More Scarecrow references. <laughs> uh, but Tarant- uh, Quentin Tarantino makes his cameo, and he comes for the girls. And this is the part where John and I kind of look at each other like, oh. <laughs> I'm looking at John, he's like, yeah. <laughs> well, they li- So, luckily, we don't need to put this as a disclaimer or a trigger warning for this episode. But they do put Tarantino in the IMDb as rapist number one. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it's also just totally out of pocket. It was, it's not like soldier number four. 17, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we... So the, moving into that, the girls sure, get, yeah. get taken out naturally because 
they need to be subjected to Tarantino making them dance mm-hmm. and all of this weird shit. Which and, seems super meta. The more that I learn about Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no. Quentin, it should have said Quentin Tarantino as himself. I just, I just don't understand how he could be so attracted to Rose McGowan when she only has one foot. Right. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> We've hit the climax. Shut the episode down. Turn her off. Dude, I don't care. Until somebody tells me how Brilliant. much he paid Selma Hayek and Dust Till Dawn Brilliant. to put her fucking foot in his mouth. Right. Like, I, I will always rip on him for that. <laughs> I will always fucking tear that man down for that shit. Abby and Ray have um, found a way out at this point, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I mean, I'm skipping some some stuff, but I feel like it's ancillary at this One point. One of the dudes comes in, and they beat the shit out of him right. and take his keys. And so they're trying to, like, converge on Muldoon at this point. In the meantime, um, Dakota and, and uh, Cherry are having a heart-to-heart, and there's that line, anytime you feel like you're being sucked into the vortex, just reach up. Just reach up, right? And so she takes this literally, yeah. <laughs> um, but she, she decides to put her peg leg through Quentin Tarantino's skull. Mm. Um, but doesn't kill him. Right, he's yeah. just like, ah, oh, he stands. My man stands back up, undoes his belt yeah. like he's going to have sex. <laughs> his penis starts drooling. <laughs> it's not even drooling. It's melting. His right. dick is melting off of him. Buddy is like watching. He's like, oh, do you want more gas? Or he's like, oh, fuck the gas. I just have to make this quick. He had a uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese pizza cheese. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the pizza in the Goofy movie where they go to that like yes. aquarium hotel and that cheese is falling off the pizza? I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh god i think i just yeah i think he just ruined goofy movie yeah, yeah i can't i can't unsee that <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out i don't want to do that to the audience dude fuck them <laughs> you get all of me <laughs> you want all of me or you want none of me everything you've heard about me is true <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Abby and Ray are converging on Muldoon, and there's that exchange, and he talks about, did you really kill Bin Laden? He's like, yeah, fucking kill Bin Laden. <laughs> Turn a quarter, boom, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're aiming the guns at him. I mean, he's beginning to transform. They're aiming the guns at him. He literally goes, well, thank you for your service to this country. <laughs> and they just blast him. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all she wrote. I thought it was going to be like a climactic, like mini boss fight or something like that. Like, nah. that, you know, nah. It felt very Resident Evil. Though, yeah. Right. Right. We're going to have to fight the big bad leader of the like pseudo zombies, the infected right. that are contain that are contaminated, but they're containing it at the same time. I even felt that way with uh, Quentin Tarantino because he vomits up all of these like they yeah. look like entrails, but they also look like worms. Mm. They look like tentacles they look like something that mm. would come out of them of of him to kill people right <laughs> but no apparently that's just you having a visceral reaction to uh project terror sure <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's all good because it turns out that Dakota has a fucking syringe gun. (laughs) (laughs) Like quick draw McGraw out here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That one, like even in the context of this movie, that one stood out for me. Yeah. Well, because then they come down and they sit. They, I don't think they necessarily saved uh, Cherry and Dr. Block. I don't think that was necessary. Right. I, think, I think they would have had it handled. I don't want to take away from the femininity of this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it, it was just, like, this moment where they were just like, how did you guys get out? They're like, does it really fucking matter? Yeah. Because they go back up, and they're, like, JT and uh, his brother are just like, I think we're just going to stay here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) It was, it was still Josh Brolin the whole time, but anyway. And Abby's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Abby's like, here's fucking the remote to 12 pounds of C4. That's like rigged through this building already (laughs) for some reason. He's like, oh, sick. And they like, this is where I get confused in Grindhouse because I can't tell if it's comedy or if they're actually trying to have like a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. But like the brothers are talking about like JT's barbecue recipe. Yep. And he's like, you got to promise to take that <coughs> to, to your grave. Mm-hmm. Like, I can almost guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> Make that noise one more time. <laughs> <laughs> sound like that nervous. that's exactly yeah. that's <laughs> from the, the taylor swift reel yeah it's definitely the turtle orgasm yeah. is like what i go for on yeah. shit like that <laughs> i'm gonna like break into your actually i'm not gonna break into your house i'm gonna talk to your yeah. mom yeah. first <laughs> Talk to my mom. <laughs> Come up next to your bed while you're sleeping. Just <laughs> you and my mother have nothing to say to each other. I promise. <laughs> Let me just stop that right there. <laughs> Are you worried about my moves? <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways, uh, so we get to. Uh, the great escape and we get to probably the bloodiest scene in this entire fucking movie. Mm. Right. Um, I'll go ahead and say my favorite kill in this entire movie mm. happens in this scene. Cause mm. it, it took me so off guard, uh, when I watched it the first time when, uh, Abby looked like they're making their way through the compound and Abby like puts his head around the corner and like, stands there for a second mm-hmm. and like he gives him like maybe half a second then his head just fucking explodes mm-hmm. <laughs> from the fucking fire <laughs> is, and, is anyone else here yeah. a biochemist <laughs> i'll take that as a no i was like dude you're with like 80 percent strippers they're not- strippers barbecue salesmen and iraq war veterans <laughs> <laughs> and it's not to say that none of those people including strippers can't be biochemists this dude's been doing it for like 20 years. Yeah, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Duh, I was thinking about that. She's a demolitions expert. Oh, that, whatever. <laughs> it takes biochemical engineering to make a pipe bomb. 
But then we get like the most iconic scene in this entire. So movie. this is the movie and Brian, I want to hear your thoughts on this too, but this is the moment where it triggered in my head. I have seen this before mm-hmm. where we have the gun leg attachment and everything. I is, is something deeply embedded in my brain and like high school self listening to Hawthorne Heights and my chemical romance in my bedroom. I <laughs> remember this gun <laughs> leg attachment and that iconic, like, crouching like on hands and one knee and then the leg raising to fire Mm -hmm. thing. I remember that. So I was like, Oh, it's this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my question is what is, (laughs) what necessitates, let me, let me figure out how to phrase this. I'm so sorry. How much comedy needs to be in a grindhouse movie and how much absurdity needs to be in a grindhouse movie before before it goes over the top? Do you think this is like the pinnacle of that balance or did we cross a line here? I think we crossed a line long before we got to this <laughs> with the uh, with the cheese dick. I, th- I think I think we crossed that line long ago. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was a cool like I'm sure on paper that idea sounded like really cool and stuff like that. But like, it's, I mean, it, it fit with the movie to me. So I, I, I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. What, it. what do you think? I mean, gun like dude, dude, I, <laughs> I got to watch Rose McGowan shoot people with an M 16 attached to one of the sexiest thighs that's ever touched the face of this earth. <laughs> I was so here for this mm-hmm. fucking scene, dude. Like you want to, you want to talk about taking my fucking attention, right? <laughs> You want to talk about unloading a few rounds, dude, a few, <laughs> Hell yeah. a few is like five. <laughs> cause then we, cause then we have the next scene, which involves the motorcycle and the gun lag. <laughs> right. Yeah. But El Ray made me feel gay in that scene. So <laughs> El Warre. <laughs> Explain. Because the scene's so hot. And he's a big part of it. <laughs> but no, it was it was really cool to see the way he shot that. Because I think Robert Rodriguez's angles on that bike when it was coming out were very unique. I think it was I think it was so cool. I think it was so cool the way that he chose to shoot that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like the grindhouse style filter, like those cigarette burns and stuff Mm -hmm. was like really fucking came through in that scene. Not that it didn't earlier, but there felt like there was a lot of emphasis with how much action was going on. You were seeing shit like that in uh, like Sin City. Yeah, exactly. Sin City's a fucking great example of that. Yeah. Very comic book, very, you know, adrenaline junkie kind of shit. Right. Mm hmm. I, I like how um, the gun was firing on her leg just automatically by itself. Like, <laughs> wasn't pulling the trigger or anything. It was just letting off. <laughs> right. We were talking about that. It was like, she just has a psychic link to the gun. Yeah. Where she just like... <laughs> Eric was like, she just wills it. And it shoots. Right, right. <laughs> the gun is like a wand in Harry Potter where it's more of a conduit. <laughs> and the magic comes from within you because she also never reloads her leg either including the she had the fucking uh the grenadier underneath of mm-hmm. it which she fires like four times because she has that super sexy scene all like when she does the the grenade jump the rocket over jump, the yeah. over the wall and then just fucking 
pow, and like a crowd of people. It was so, it was so good. It was so, so good. absurd. <laughs> so this is where my my notes say more gun leg antics. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just says Ray is shot a bunch because she has that triumphant I destroyed all this shit right but there's like one dude that lingers that clips Ray four or five times in the chest mm-hmm. and he clips the other dude like four or five times in the face and it's what it is they both drop she turns around oh no I missed a spot <laughs> Ray <laughs> um, and then honestly like my boy Ray kind of goes down like a bitch I have a theory. I hope it's a good one because it went down like a bitch. I think that there was some kind of like passing of the torch to her. You know what I mean? Fuck and that. that she was becoming <laughs> she call her El Cherry. <laughs> Quick, what's Spanish for cherry? <laughs> cherry. That is, that's hilarious. <laughs> I I think it was a passing of the torch moment, and that's why he went down like a bitch, because I thought there was some kind of like uh Boondock Saints, not like God level protection over this character, gifting him with the ability to run up walls and stab people with butterfly knives at the same time. You know what I mean? But like there is some level of like, I don't know. See, here's my thing is if you look at just to parallel that, okay, you look at V for Vendetta. Guess who didn't go down like a bitch? <laughs> guess who killed like 12 people with semi-automatic weapons? True. <laughs> True. My man just yep. got shot in the back by a fucking zombo. And- All right, so El Rey versus V, best of seven. How far does this series go? Is it a four-hour sweep for V, or does this go? What do you think? Oh, it's a sweep for V every okay. time. It's a sweep for V every time, but he's also like super soldier serum kind of shit. Right, okay. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, El Rey is not immune to being shot. I think El Rey <laughs> steals one on the road. <laughs> and V closes it out in games four and five. I think he tries to on the road, and V jumps from his vehicle to El Rey's okay. and fucking kills him. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so everybody climbs on this helicopter, and the dude's flying the helicopter into more hordes of zombies and that kind of thing, like aiming the blades at the ground, right? <laughs> But Dr. Block's on the helicopter. Holy shit. <laughs> he can't be killed. He really, I mean, he's, he's Thanos. You can't kill Thanos. You can't Thanos. kill Thanos. <laughs> they they proved that Thanos. when they went back in time they to bring Thanos head. back to yeah. life to kill him again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and honestly, it was like, again, one of the, this scene kind of fell a little flat because like. I agree. It felt like there was no character development for uh, Dakota, Mrs. Dr. Block. Yeah. yeah, there was no character development for her because she still felt that same kind of fear. And her dad just kind of came in and saved her and fixed it for her. Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like she had had any growth throughout mm-hmm. this. And like maybe she did towards the end when she's like holding an M16 on a beach. But it's really easy to do that <laughs> on a beach. You know, <laughs> a list of things that are easy to do on a beach. Hold guns. Yeah, but then they like get it. They everybody gets into the helicopter, and all of the zombies that are semi cognitive are like turning around and running at the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And 
by the way, this is just like not how a helicopter works. And like <laughs> <laughs> it just like leans forward and just flies and just starts cutting everyone in half. Like just watching all the zombies turn around and be like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Get the windshield wipers. <laughs> 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 yeah, we have that scene right where reach up because <laughs> Rose McGowan is just over El Warre's body, mm-hmm. and she, I love how you're leaning into the Warre. <laughs> it was Warre's were wreckage. <laughs> if they, it's, yeah, go ahead. If they didn't want me to say it that way, they shouldn't have fucking spelled it that way. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, like, the funny part was, like, you see from the helicopter, uh, the doctor's like, reach up. But she hasn't actually dropped the rope yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it's also like helicopter noises are going on. So you just hear. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) And like Rose McGowan, like, they finally lower the um, lower the rope and she reaches up and she grabs onto it. And this bitch is strong as fuck because mm. she one hands. She's got the power of El Rey in her. <laughs> she does have the power of El Rey inside That's of her. That's what I'm saying. Mark that shit. That's where she got the fucking ability. Yeah, no, now it makes sense. El, El Rey is not passing around superpowers. He's passing around seed. <laughs> it's it's like a generational L Ray thing, right? So it's like now the, we're here. You agree? You know what I'm talking about? I yeah, I agree. Hell yeah. It's like the the scene in the magicians where Alice drinks uh the gods come and she yeah. becomes like superpower. Right. <laughs> uh Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I can't unhear that. That's funny as fuck. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hell for the comedy. (laughs) (laughs) My boy El Juarez is just like, go to Mexico and put your back to the ocean. Yeah, man. And we get like the ending spiel where she's like, I did what you told me to. And it's uh, it's what's like two against the world is Uh what was engraved on the ring that he tried to give her earlier. And she's talking about the baby on her back. And I was like, she's become. uh, I know the rest Uh of it just felt like (laughs) the rest of the movie just felt like postcards from (laughs) from the apocalypse. Tales from the Borderlands, as it were. <laughs> yeah, that's our movie. That was fucking Planet Terror, man. Yeah. Great choice. Um, Sincerely, thank you for introducing me to that, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Brian, we're going to start with you for our uh, trifecta. Go ahead and give us your one through ten. Give us uh, if you would recommend this to a friend and give us if you would watch this again. Um, I would give it a... I would give it an eight just because, I mean, this this movie is not for everybody, but mm-hmm. um, I would recommend it to uh, people, especially if you like, like 80s type of uh, horror films and stuff like that and comedy, because um, this definitely is a horror comedy, mm-hmm. um, but I, I would give it an eight. Hell yeah. Would you watch it again? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've probably seen this movie four times, four or five times. Sick. 
So I take it you would recommend it to a friend? Yes, 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 yes. Like Eric? (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you, bro. (laughs) Eric, what about you, man? Yeah, I'm going to lean closer to, like, uh, I I adore this movie. Let me just go. I'm still going to give it a seven. Because there was a, there were enough inconsistencies, broken wrists that are no longer broken, <laughs> <laughs> things of that nature. Um, action goes crazy. The comedy is fucking laugh out loud hysterical. Um, the nonsense and you know gimmicky shit that's happening and that kind of thing is just right up my alley. I mean, this is one of those movies that I will probably continue to rewatch entering that like comfort film territory for me. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm just trying to have a good time for an hour and 45 minutes and get drunk or something. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is kind of my style, right? Um, recommend it to a friend. I'm going to be, I, I, I think I agree with you, Brian, that this is a right kind of person will enjoy it. Wrong kind of person won't get it. It won't resonate. It won't mean anything. It will be weird and strange. And they'll be asking you why you sent this to their inbox and shit like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I think for me, honestly, this movie's an easy eight. I've Mm, loved it since it came out. Like I, and the only thing that keeps it from going higher for me is the inconsistencies. Like Mm. you were talking about with like, you know, broken hands that are just like Jesus healed or Jesus Christ healed all of a sudden. There it is. And you have like, (laughs) but, but there's so many instances where it's like, I, th- I think for me, the reason this movie does so well is for, for me personally is story wise. This is the epitome of stuff that I like to see mm-hmm. as far as like uh, the story is self-contained. Mm-hmm. It moves very quickly. The interpersonal relationships that you see between different characters are knocked out between like a few lines of dialogue. And that's all you fucking needed. Like, sure. like uh, uh, JT's brother and, uh, El Warre, mm-hmm. like their relationship was completely summed up in like a couple of lines yeah. and why he didn't like him. Like stuff like that is genius fucking writing mm-hmm. to me. Um, I think this movie, I think this movie is a little bit more palatable than y'all are both giving it credit for personally. Mm-hmm. I think this is a movie that a lot of people could get into if they're introduced to it. And I think that like, in like uh, an evil dead kind of way, perhaps. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Like, it's just something that you have to be like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. Just watch it. If you don't like it, we won't watch something like that again. But mm-hmm. I think this is something that's like super palatable for a lot of people. And I think how much fun is in it is where that balance kind of comes in. Let me, let me ask, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was it. I was going to ask, what was it like watching me react to it for the first time? Did you feel that sense of like, he's losing interest. He thinks this is stupid. Okay. It's picking back up. He's loving it. He's loving it. You know what I mean? I never worried about you watching this. I, I, <laughs> okay. I told you before, I told you before we watched this, that you were going to love this movie. You did. Like there, there was no part, part of me, me just <laughs> wanted you to be wrong for once. That's fine. <laughs> people want that every day. And it just never is. Yeah. Those, those people wind up inherently being wrong and that's their choice. Fair enough. You heard it here. Hey, man, it's not my... So, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, on another <laughs> note, is pe- people will ask me my opinion about shit yeah. and then do the opposite. Right. <laughs> and then just be like, oh, man, why was it like this? I was like, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't tell you why you just thought I was a fucking moron. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know. 
Okay. Uh, but but <laughs> I I I fucking love this movie, and I have such a soft place in my heart for Robert Rodriguez. Um, for the same reason I do for Tarantino is yeah. for me growing up, those kind of came hand in hand. Like, you know, Reservoir Dog is my favorite movie, but I hadn't watched that until I'd watched so much other Tarantino and like Oliver Stone, Tarantino and fucking Robert Rodriguez and like all of these, these amalgamations of these Titans. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, Oh, it was so much easier for me to love shit like this when it came out. Unfortunately, death proof is not nearly as good as planet terror was. And that was fucking Tarantino's movie. I don't think that it was bad. I just think that it was like for a double feature, I think they both need to be strong and death proof for me was not. One is going to be better than another, at least subjectively speaking. Sure. And that's fine. But it's like leaps and bounds. Yeah. yeah, Like if I had to, like if I had paid for the double feature and I had to sit through both of those, I'd have been, (laughs) I would have been upset. We're thinking like, well, I, I won't get into it just in case we ever do death, death proof. Oh, that's fine. We'll, I, we'll probably not. De- Death Proof is a little bit more uh, action thriller, yeah. grindhouse comedy. Okay. That's not quite our speed. Uh-huh. As opposed to like that was a comedy joke, action. <laughs> <laughs> comedy action grindhouse thriller, right? No, that's not quite our speed. I know, I got it. Okay. (laughs) I was saying, the joke that I was trying to make was I was going to say your answer out of order and compare it to... Um, Well, in a minute, we're going to start off with our final thoughts uh, about this movie, and we're going to get into a little bit more about Brian here in a sec. Hell yeah. But, uh, Brian, do you have any final thoughts on this film? Um. I don't think so. No. Word. What about you, Eric? I'm echoing that. I feel that. I feel like I said everything I needed to say about this one. I think it's 100% worth watching. And actually, here's my final thought. Um, and this is a question to both of you. Mm-hmm. And I think I already know the answer to it. But is this a zombie movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Just making sure. There's, there's a lot of stipulation out there when you start hitting stuff like um 28 days later and stuff like that where people are like that's not quite a zombie movie and like well it kind of is though you know what i mean like (laughs) this is where it begins and ends for me are zombies in the movie yeah you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) right exactly Yep. yep so uh brian you have so much going on this month uh and the killer point of view podcast has been absolutely killing it uh what are you what are kind of y'all's plans moving forward right now? What does the future hold for uh, the killer point of view? Um, so we had to put a little bit of a pause on the YouTube channel that'll be starting up um, in a few weeks. Um, we have merchandise coming soon. We have, um, I forgot, we're going to some um, um, some expo where it's going to be like a bunch of different uh horror stuff going on we're going to be there um in michigan obviously um we have a new logo coming that will kind of be us like a caricature of us Um, that's that's pretty good um i have some stuff planned for the summertime but i don't quite know how that's going to work out um we we have a, a lot of things i i really want to um 
because I've been posting a lot of like reels and stuff lately, and I, I really want to dive deeper into that, like with other people, like actual reels and not just movie clips and stuff like that. So that's going to be interesting because I, I, I have a lot of a lot of ideas. Gift and a curse for me. Absolutely. Hell um, yeah. Um, wh- when you talk about like actual reels, wh- what exactly do you mean by that? So like. You know, you see reels of, of people, like actual people doing stuff. You know, it's not it's not just like a movie clip because that's usually that's all of the reels that I have. It's just clips from different horror movies and songs and stuff like that. So um, this would be it would still have songs in it, but it would be with people doing certain things. And it'd be funny. I just have okay. to pay for a shit ton of stuff. <laughs> um does that mean yeah. other people are going to see your face soon or just us still? Just you two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a behind the camera. Like people know me, but not know that I'm, you know, I'm there, but you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I definitely get that. Um, well, for the people who uh, listen to us who haven't listened to your cast yet, it's very unique uh, in kind of the formatting that y'all do that I really enjoy. Um, I think I've talked to you in length about this a little bit, uh, how it's really interesting that, you know, Ashley does a lot of this digging up on uh, something that's usually pretty pretty comparable to the movie that you guys uh, choose to do. I know now that y'all have uh, the Thursday thrillers as well. There's a little bit more uh, leeway to kind of giving that side a little bit more space. Um, Do you think that's been uh, more positive? And I know again that like you guys have the base episodes uh, is that, more fun for you guys to have that compare and contrast than it is to do just a straight thriller episode. I think, um, because Ashley is really into true crime, like she's probably listening to one right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I I think it's fun because like thrillers, they're, they're not quite horror movies, but they're like in the same fam on the same family tree. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're kind of related, so um, I, I I think it's fun to and there are some amazing thriller movies out there. Um, I I think it's fun to have that mixture of both, um, and and there's so much like some stories it, it just you know Ashley could probably talk a couple hours on some of the true crimes, but um you know because we're doing the movie also we have to you know kind of play it by ear. But I, I there is um. There, there's going to be probably in a, in a few weeks or within a month, um, true crime will, it will just be a true crime episode on Thursday mm-hmm. and, um, Mondays it'll, it'll be a mixture of horror movies and thrillers. And, um, we actually also have a, uh, a game that will be played on YouTube called a uh, killer court where we will, um, kind of just debate different horror movies and stuff like that. So, ah. Uh, it's, it's some uh, interesting things coming. <laughs> love that. Love that. If you ever need like a shitty attorney, you let me know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we actually did like a, a test run where um, our um, slashers versus zombie episode. We, we kind of played around with it a little bit. 
um, which was a super long fucking episode. But uh, that was with Jordana from uh, Pretty Killer Podcast, correct? Yes. Um, we've uh, we've we've done a couple episodes together for my podcast, her podcast, and uh, yeah, we we got some more stuff planned with the whole Killer Court thing, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I would love to have both of you on there because I think it would just add so much fun to it. <laughs> um, it. It would be fucking hilarious. Well, we definitely appreciate yeah, that. Thanks, man. Um, so uh, what should people be looking out for before we get out of this episode? Um, well, we, we drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, our horror movies is usually on Tuesdays and thrillers is um, true crime thriller Thursday. Um, our next movie that will be, I don't, I guess I don't know when you guys are dropping this episode. Um, it'll be Wednesday for patrons and then, uh, Saturday for everybody else. Okay. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, which make sure you do that, um, we will have, um, the Boston Strangler come out on, uh, Thriller Thursday because, uh, there was a, a movie that just came out on Hulu the Boston Strangler. So we're going to do a true crime about that movie and then the actual true crime of that story. So um, that'll be out Thursday. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, Brian, it's been an absolute blast having you guys on. If you guys would like to hear more about this episode, please remember that you could subscribe to our Patreon for less than a gallon of gas a month. I'm not going to sit here and fucking keep plugging it. But if you guys would love to check it out, we're about to do our patreon exclusive interview with brian from the killer point of view podcast so again brian thank you so much for fucking coming on thank you guys keep up the great work love your your uh, podcast thank you for the words of encouragement Um, but thank you guys once again for joining us at Under the Floorboards where it creaks and cracks and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. 